You are listening to Where is the Music podcast. My name is Alberto and on this program I will talk about music in all its forms. I discuss the creative part, the understanding of music, the role that music has in our culture, our shared life, our psyche, and I will do that with the help of my piano. You can find me on all major podcasting platforms and my work as composer, pianist and teacher at albertoferro.com. This podcast has no sponsor. If you like to support me, click the link to my Patreon page, available in the description. With a contribution as little as few dollars a month, you will significantly help me keep doing what I do. Now, on to this episode of Where is the Music? Hello everyone and welcome back. Today I thought I was going to... Um, open my practice uh, studio to you all and uh, show maybe what uh, a jazz pianist does when they're practicing some improvisation and um, this is will be not necessarily a a class I I would say it's quite impossible to to give a master class in this format uh, particularly for pianists Perhaps is more thought as uh, it's more of a allowing uh, if you if you're curious about it what happens when um, uh, a jazz musician decides to develop a tune to learn how to improvise on it and to prepare it for a performance. Um, perhaps I'm gonna um, go a little bit um, in a non-linear way and. Um, pick one or two uh, standard tunes for the jazz repertoire and uh, just uh, showing you the types of things that one uh, one does uh, to learn it what they are and what um, what strategies might be good to adopt or ways of thinking Uh, perhaps you will find if not useful for your own practice uh, perhaps you will find it uh, interesting and curious, uh, maybe something to, to try your own in the future. So uh, the first tune I wanted to uh, use for this is a tune that I uh, learned a while ago. It's called, uh, it's a famous standard, it's called Confirmation by Charlie Parker. Um, it's a famous standard tune, is uh, very much played in uh, most jazz jam session settings um, and uh, it's considered let's say among those 30 50 uh, must know tunes and uh, the reason might be because of uh, of its uh, style and certainly among the um, compositions by Charlie Parker is probably on the top 10 list of the most uh, uh, important one is to know on the on the bandstand. This is how it goes.
if you have never heard this style of music, this is called bebop. It was particularly high and strong during the 50s. This is where uh, the time when uh, uh, Charlie Parker was considered like a demigod in, uh, in New York City. And um, as you can tell, it's quite uh, rhythmical, it's quite fra fragmented. There are all these little, uh, little motives, little chunks, uh, melodies a little bit uh, overlapping and uh, uh, quite, uh, let's say, uh, exciting to, to hear, but at the same time, it's quite difficult to follow and seems to be uh, very much uh, uh, a fun approach to improvisation or to music or music playing, but at the same time, uh, quite virtuosic. Uh, there is so much uh, in here. It's quite challenging uh, to, do, to do it well. Um, this style particularly came about um, as a sort of uh, um, personal, let's say, uh, statement uh, against a particular type of jazz that was perhaps a little bit uh, too polite to, or let's say, um, historians uh, might call it uh, too white uh, in a sense that uh, jazz musician uh, started becoming a thing in um, in uh, rich uh, white um, uh, let's say <coughs> uh, places uh, environments in uh, in uh, new york places like new york city and uh, they tended to uh, prefer a style of jazz that was uh, polite more clean uh, maybe uh, to dance the swing has this uh, particular aspect of its history uh, um, uh, it was very much uh, uh, black originated style of music but then somehow uh, uh, it, it turned out also to be very good for uh, entertaining uh, everyone so uh, and there are there is a, a type of a kind of music musician in america in the 50s that emerges uh, somehow trying to assert an originality of, uh, of language and he did so by uh, imposing themselves as a um, uh, great talent intuitive improvisational improvisative creative people like for example like Charlie Parker who would turn um, a, perhaps a, a sequence of chords quite um, quite uh, let's say traditional or nothing nothing complex into a melodic uh, uh, let's say roller coaster so imagine this uh, type of uh, music and then Charlie Parker comes and turns it can tell how much uh, this this crazy sounding melody on top of this accompaniment um, really uh, sounds like a, the imposition of a single uh, creative um, artist uh, that kind of wants to wants to emerge and this was a powerful message of course uh, historically and culturally for uh, for black communities and also he has bec has become some sort of uh, symbol uh, 
epitomizing somehow a type of art, a language where, where the individual can express his own individuality within a, a social, um, in a social context. Now, what is this music made of? We say, um, uh, we, we can call them licks, something like this. It's a lick or something like that. In jazz, it's called also a lick. And so it's a, uh, licks are uh, phrases quite rich and quite interesting that probably they somehow contribute to uh, uh, the construction of a larger repertoire of phrases, of, uh, of motives that become part of the language. So this, these phrases are, are they have very much a rhythmical nature, as, as I was saying earlier, are kind of fragmented, but very accented, uh, uh, very difficult to, um, to turn into uh, motivic, uh, let's say, themes or things that one can really rely on. There is this nature of the constant transformation of one lick into the next. I'll, I'll play you the whole melody by itself so you can, you can probably feel as you listen how unpredictable, uh, even though something repeats, but a lot of it is just unpredictable. So you heard it already twice, but I'm sure if I'd ask you to uh, sing it again, it would be <laughs> very difficult. <laughs> um, okay, then what 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 happens to uh, to the tune once it's in the hands of a, of a jazz musician, and what will he do to transform it into into his own? Let's uh, let's first take the the, the initial eight bars. There, there is a lot. Certainly, we have a consistent uh, set of chords. Uh, eight bars is quite uh, traditional. Okay, but uh, it's, it will be very hard to do talk about the harmony right here, especially because I don't intend this uh, episode, this podcast to be lessons. I intend them to be uh, conversations on a musical topic. I don't want my listeners to be necessarily technically involved in the making of music, but I'd rather have, I'd rather them be curious about what happens, even uh, when 
they're not they don't necessarily share the same language of a practicing music musician uh, that the practicing musician has so uh, as I was saying, I'd rather not talk in, in detail about the harmony, the chord sequence. I'd rather talk about something that is um, more on the surface and uh, it's rhythm. Uh, so if you take the first line, that's a rhythm. So that is a strong uh, portion of the musical message here. And um, if I uh, avoid the conversation uh, with regard to harmony, what type of chords, what scale I'm, I'm using, etc., then I'm left with the rhythm, the rhythmical element. So then let's improvise on the rhythm. That seems a good way to transform the same rhythm. Okay, another one. seem to to fit uh, their fit their fit for purpose um, then um, let's uh, let's improvise on this uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with uh, the chord sequence uh, and then repeat it accustomed to this rhythm and I can say that this first beginning is kind of uh, uh, kind of learned um, then we can move on to the next one to the remaining what is it uh, five bars one two three four It's long, but it's possible. So it goes. <laughs> Good luck with that. So let's try slowly. Okay. Could you hear the rhythm underneath? I'm gonna do another one. So in the end, an improvisation based on the rhythmal confirmation sounds kind of like this. I wasn't exactly accurate, plus I, in the end, I went back to the, uh, to the theme, to the, to the melody of Charlie Parker, Literally, I'll do another take.
the principle. Okay, so uh, the other thing that happens in um, in uh, pianist jazz world when they practice improvisation on a tune such as this is uh, the so-called comping. Pianist knows this, especially you know. <laughs> if you're my student, I made a big fuss about comping. Comping is that thing that you hear that the left hand does, and I keep thinking of this as a more as a percussion device, uh, as a drums thing than a piano thing. Of course, uh, pianists need to uh, need to play actual chords, and the actual chords are should be made with the right notes, of course. But the sound, the acoustic aspect of it, the musical aspect needs to be uh, percussive. Needs to somehow uh, reflect or interplay with the rest of the music. So. Uh, the difference is uh, between uh, a normal accompaniment you see how plain is the accompaniment like this uh, compared to the so-called comping one and interesting that is now uh, all these chords that I'm playing regardless they are different from one, from one another but at the same time they do uh, have an important role to push in the music forward so for example there are certain certain spots of the melody where I really want to land on a larger accent so for example here's one so there we go and then actually i skipped the first most interesting which is that high note i want my accent over there and now i want um, i want another one here right here right there and the last one i want there on the last note right here so the result is okay I play it again isn't that cool now a tempo okay that's already start sounding a bit more like jazz so I'm gonna continue with this um, we have Okay, we have one chord only and I can place it not sure actually two chords yes so I can place it on here and on there okay and the next bit is ah this sounds a bit more regular so I'm gonna place it right there Maybe not, maybe on the first one. Uh, that sounds less uh, predictable. So this little bit goes. Uh, again. Okay, then the next beat is. Uh, that's really weird. Okay, 
So I'm gonna place a chord in the beginning to give it a little bit of solidity. already sounds a bit more more solid um, and then and here we have I think two this one and that one uh, so let's play the whole thing as it comes out maybe I hope I'll do it right using the same principles then I will have to practice putting my chord on to the accented notes notice how important is just the rhythmical nature of this music uh, and I'm gonna stress this to those of you who are listening who are actual pianists and uh, they spent 90% of their time or maybe a hundred percent of their time thinking of which note what chord what scale what phrase i recommend you to thinking about when note not which note uh, on which rhythm are you gonna play it uh, it's possible even to to play all with the same five six notes and still sounding very much uh, jazz all right i'm gonna improvise and see if i can put some nice chord on those, those nice accents heard some uh, was completely different from my uh, initial idea but uh, hey that's how that's how it goes okay I'm gonna continue with a different tune now this is uh, another huge title in the jazz standard repertoire by Duke Ellington this is sophisticated lady uh, I am a hundred percent sure that even if this title doesn't tell you anything but you have heard it 100% uh, before I play it I just want to say that uh, this belongs to a, a possibly slightly older uh, period uh, obviously Duke Ellington was already a star by the time Charlie Parker was uh, operating was in performing and um, it is for a completely different type of uh, concert performance at least this is the way in which uh, Duke Ellington uh, composed actually much of his music uh, it's not just a different style we're not be in bebop anymore this is a, a pretty much a swing slow ballad uh, this song is very common to be heard sung um, with uh, its original lyrics um, but also uh, it's uh, an orchestra big band arrangement um, written obviously by the duke himself so uh, the song as i find it in the real book sounds like this 
I'm sure all of you have recognized this. Now, that's the creative part, because this is uh, just a page of music, just a, a sequence of chords and a sequence of notes. How to turn this into, into something yours? This is what a jazz musician does. Now, uh, we can think of it uh, as um, as actual lyrics I don't sing I don't really know the lyrics of these tunes uh, I can probably I would probably be able just to say whether the lyrics are correct <laughs> but I cannot say exactly what the lyrics are but a musician tries to um, just get some meaning out of the sound of these notes and uh, be creative on that so what we see here is that uh, the the first phrase is quite a interesting one like uh, this one uh, it's a very modern it's very lush very chromatic there is some some emotional tension it sounds like um, uh, sounds already like a personal uh, I don't know, personal confession perhaps but musically I hear a change of register from these notes to the same notes up an octave right okay this um, this leap might be a place for getting creative so f how about uh, instead of getting from the bottom note to the high 
in the way that Duke Ellington has uh, written, we can go in a different way. Or in a more linear way. This, this next beat offers something a similar line and back to the original note notice now how the this uh, chromatic descent uh, is typical of this tune is actually uh, is not that common to find uh, so uh, exposed chromatic descent in a ballad and so slow I would say usually chromaticism uh, four notes like that or like that are just used as a connector from one note to the next so they tend to be uh, rather let's say second order importance in America but in here they are like put in, in put in front so perhaps uh, there is time this low pace of these notes allow us a little bit of time to add things for example That's not a bad idea. Maybe I will pick a different note next time, but um, let's see how this sounds now with these ideas. Mm, yeah, already just a little change. And now uh, there is a closing uh, sentence. You hear, even though very smooth and sweet, but you hear how the choice of chromaticism from here to here and back to adds uh, more tension in the let's say juicy feeling that's the only way I would describe it um, I am going now to talk about this chromatic passage again because uh, the chords that Duke Ellington has written are quite uh, I don't know, critical it just it's just chromatic chords <laughs> very hard to it's very difficult to change them or to add things but perhaps instead of playing the normal version of chords perhaps you can readjust the notes how about uh, this 
play using that chord. That's already better. How about... These chords, I prefer them probably because they sound a little bit less obvious, a bit more mysterious. Uh, you you don't really know whether this is a dissonance, <laughs> this is the right chord or not. But the moment you hear them in sequence, then you realize they're filled with intention. How about making them even less obvious? I'm adding this time a clear wrong note. You hear that? Okay, let's see how this sounds. it sounds nice but how about continuing with that uh, dissonance instead of landing here I'm gonna land here you hear that wrong note so and this is this is jazz, <laughs> I would say, because um, you, as you're listening, that I I took you to this little short journey, and you thought, ah, oh, that's interesting. I, I I don't dislike it. I might be uh, not uh, the most beautiful choice, but you can certainly see the point that I'm making. Uh, at least uh, that's my hope. But at the same time. Uh, this wrong note is just uh, hinting at somewhere else. Uh, it's just taking you to a, to a different appreciation of this passage because uh, you know the melody, you know the tune, but that wrong note is like, ah, oh, that's uh, interesting. I didn't know that note, that sound, that off sound was a thing. And I think this uh, plays well in a particular jazz uh, word I would say even a jazz aesthetic because uh, I always saw jazz as a type of language that not only allows as we said earlier personal individual you know interpretation and uh, uh, but also the personal very often is um, at least in the history of, of jazz is um, uh, is a humble one someone who comes from uh, non-necessarily privileged circumstances and uh, someone who is has just talent and uh, something to express that um, touches on a uh, dimension of uh, rawness that jazz has and every other uh, genre of music somehow looks at jazz also because of that rawness uh, originality, this sense of uh, things coming naturally out in their primeval form, not in a refined, uh, edulcorated, 
form like for example uh, classical music is um, so these dissonances which by the way if you uh, if you are familiar with Duke Ellington orchestra's arrangement you know how much Duke Ellington used his um, orchestra players for sounds and musical effects that were not really uh, not notable on paper he <laughs> he uh, developed these effects i don't know i think uh, uh, animal effects i'm thinking or uh, for example this famous uh, uh, this is um, uh, take the train yeah it's the sound of a train whistle coming approaching it's a dissonance but then this dissonance is uh, uh, put in the hands of a uh, uh, jazz musician it becomes uh, a symbol of music becomes a, a energetic musical thing that everyone can recognize and um, and enjoy so uh, there is this aspect of jazz that uh, I consider um, beautiful, which is uh, the um, rawness, the primitive way of, of expression. It's like it's like allowing things to just come out in their raw uh, way. That doesn't mean just playing whatever whatever happens at the piano, but means uh, giving, let's say, uh, um, giving importance to things that are authentic and I think jazz does a fantastic job with that I'm gonna uh, just finish with uh, a quick take on the uh, bridge section of this which is um, um, quite um, different it sounds uh, like this <laughs> is a change of uh, trajectory here at least a uh, change of feel because uh, the initial melody as you recall was uh, quite intense I would say certainly sophisticated as the title as, as the lead of the title but also um, uh, it's quite memorable in a sense uh, it's so unique and original that is a uh, uh, very peculiar while here we have a sort of more kind of a more relaxed take uh, more uh, probably mm, more linear a bit more traditional and seem more playful okay and now nonetheless um, he is able to uh, add this uh, element of uh, uh, sophistication and unpredictability. You heard it. Mm, right? Everyone will expect. does kind of a mistake but that mistake mm. 
it's another chromatic scale. How interesting. Mm. Uh, how would a, a musician develop this? Well, I will go with the feel, which is, uh, as I mentioned, I feel that the, 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 the vibration, the vibe here is more relaxed, is more linear. So perhaps I will just uh, improvise in a smoother way. The second phrase of the bridge goes It's quite intricate, but then it's sophisticated. So uh, I'm gonna do now to, to finish this episode, I'm going to play it through, uh, see if I can uh, add a little bit of improvisation and uh, without uh, destroying the sense and the feel of this music and um, perhaps uh, doing what I, what I showed you earlier and see how it sounds, okay? Okay, so I hope you enjoy this little uh, tour, this little uh, show of uh, what happens uh, 
behind closed curtains in the world of a practicing jazz pianist. Uh, well, I should do a series of this perhaps, looking at different uh, uh, songs, different tunes, and also this uh, helps me because I am uh, refreshing work that I've done a while ago and uh, it's always a joy to play this uh, beautiful music so if you want more I will recommend you to just drop me a message and uh, I'll be happy to, to choose some uh, hope you enjoyed it uh, thank you for listening and see you again next time on Where Is The Music Podcast <laughs>